Hola. How's it going? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> Why are you being... <laughs> stop doing that quiet thing. <laughs> I don't know. I just like it. Everybody knows I'm coy. Yeah, that's true. Everybody knows that. Mm-mm. How you're like super subtle and never at all silly and boisterous. I'm none of those things. Welcome back to Goose Chase. Where we chase geese and talk all about it. Uh, it is our 15th episode. I am super excited. Uh, it is the beginning of December. Our show is a shitty teenager. What? It's oh, 15. All right. <laughs> like, what? Sure. Sorry. Sure. What? <laughs> that was a jump. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of a jump. But I get what you're saying. I'm with it. I see what you're saying. Picking up what I'm putting down? I sure am. Smelling what I'm stepping I'm in? I'm smelling what you're stepping in. Cool. Um, it is the beginning of December, and man, I am feeling it. I am feeling it. I Today, when I left work, and it was already dark out, and I just kind of felt sad. Yeah. <laughs> just general malaise, and it's it's just, it's finally gotten to this point now where the day is over when I'm done working. I used to have tea that was specifically for, um, like, seasonal depression how can they even fix that with a tea it had like a valerian root in it and stuff like that but it, it's supposed to be like a slight mood enhancer it smelled like a foot but it tasted delicious i was delicious. just gonna say valerian root is the one that smells like feet uh, it smells like feet but it tastes really good and i don't know that it really actually boosted my mood but i i like i like tea so yeah. it's we have uh we still have Several teas you bought at the medieval fair. Not this, but That's last probably summer. probably one of them. Valerian root is one of them. And it's in a box somewhere where I've trapped its foot smell for all eternity. Well, you should drink some of that foot smell. It might um, help I you feel better. Flat out refuse. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes really good. It's earthy. It's almost <clears throat> like... It's like mushrooms that way. Like Yeah, but like smells feet. funky. Tastes Ow. delicious. It freaks me out a little bit. Well... It should. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dramatic course reversal there at the end. I wasn't expecting that. Um, so, yeah, we're soldiering on towards Christmas. Yeah. How, how are you with the shopping? None. None? Zero. I'm almost done. I have less than three weeks now uh, to do Christmas stuff. I told a customer today, he was asking, like, making small talk and asking if how... Christmas shopping was going. I was like, oh, I'm almost done. And he went, ha! Because he wasn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was expecting someone to be like, oh, I'm so behind. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to make up for the fact that, like, I'm actually ahead of the game a little bit this year, I just looked at him and went, I got really inspired one night and I bought everything on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed. I'm like, yeah, that, that's how I do things. It's like, was it expensive? I'm like, I put like a $15 cap on everybody, so it wasn't too bad. Um, I still want to get another brew day in. I still have time yes. to get beer ready for, for Christmas. Maybe this weekend? I think so. Brew days um, are good. Yeah, I want to get another brew day in. I need to get um, something for my dad, and I need to get something for a secret Santa. You have for your dad those mixed nuts and That's things. right. I may or may not get him something else, too. Mm. Um, and then I need to get something for a secret Santa. Yeah. And then I need to, that I'm doing at work, and then I need to possibly get something else for another secret Santa. 
I'm very secret in my Santa. <laughs> You're um, many Santas. If I if I go to the Derby Christmas party, so. this year you are a multitude of Santas. I contain multitudes of, of Santas. Santas. <laughs> I don't think Walgreens, my Walgreens, is doing the Santa thing this year, because very sadly, oh, you, mean, you mean the pictures with Santa? Yeah. Okay. Santa still exists. I thought you meant no secret Santa among coworkers or what you were oh, trying no, no, to say. No, 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 no. Um, the pictures with Santa. Yeah. That we, we took Boba to get pictures with Santa last year, and my coworker, who is really good with dogs and a good photographer, was the one taking the pictures. She no longer works there. Yeah. Um, but she was able to get Bo to look at the camera by making a very high-pitched noise. Yeah. Um, incessantly <laughs> for about <laughs> 10 seconds. And the look on his face is just like pure excitement. <laughs> total, total dog joy without a care in the world. Um, and the Santa was great. Although he's a little like far behind us in the picture. So it looks like a really cute picture of us. And then Santa's here too. It's like we got photo bombed by Santa. Yeah. That's really what it looks like. Um, but he was great. And he was a family friend of the store manager. And unfortunately he passed away. Oh shit. Yeah. He passed Santa away pretty died? recently. Yeah. Santa died. So, I don't think we're doing Santa. Dude, what a bombshell to start this episode on. <laughs> I know. Santa's I forgot dead? I hadn't told you. Jesus. Sorry, kids. This doesn't bode well at all. <laughs> but I, I will have to take Bo somewhere else to get his picture. Take him for Christmas. I mean, we could do that. I want to. <laughs> we could It was a nice tradition. That. Yes, the, the picture of which we still have... We have a lot of them. We don't. We don't need. We got one that'll last until we replace him with a different dog someday. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, basically, unless one of us loses an arm, that'll be what we look like for a while. So. Well, I planned on cutting an arm off okay. later tonight, actually. So. Oh my god! First of all, congratulations! I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm gonna sell it to someone to eat. <laughs> nice. Hmm. By the way, uh, what do you think of this Lafroig here? I was just going to mention that uh, A little shout-out to Chris Brady, good buddy and uh, DudeCast uh, co-presenter, uh, for bringing over this uh, delicious sippin' scotch, Lafroig Tenure. Hey, that's my name. Delicious sippin' scotch. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty sippin' scotch in port. Um, yeah, I was just going to mention that I'm drinking this. I have had uh, Lafroig... Lafrog. Lafrog. <laughs> I've had Lafrog oh, before too. <laughs> Have you tried a new Lafrog? Yes, no. La Grand Wee. <laughs> <laughs> I've had Lafrog. God, that's embarrassing. Ah, Lafrog. Um, I've had some before, but this is very delicious. It's nice and uh, burny on the lips. Yeah, this is Lafrog is. I've heard uh, from uh, Chris and uh, I think Ross as well, who was on the Dude Cast, explaining that it's the uh, peatiest of scotches. It has the it's the record peatiest scotch, and actually across the street from Lafroig, wherever in Scotland they're headquartered, there's another scotch manufacturer with a sign out front that says "Neighbor to the peatiest scotch." <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's like not even contested. Like it's a very you know good natured. Uh, non-rivalry. Um, when when I was dating Ian, mm-hmm. 
he first got into like craft beer and learned all he thought he could learn about it. And he was still into beer, but then he moved on to learning about whiskey. And there was a time before he started that little journey where he hated scotch. Hated it. He just hated the taste of peat. And I wasn't a huge fan of it either. And then we suddenly had a bunch of bottles of whiskey around. And I really grew to love it. It's an acquired taste, and it's something you really want to sip on. Yeah. But just a little bit of scotch, neat. Scotch is a thing all to itself. It's there's it's there's nothing quite like it. It's a really it's a very interesting you know category of drinks. It's great. Yeah. I enjoy it, and it makes me feel sophisticated. <laughs> yeah. Any anything that you you know, gently and casually sip, kind of makes you feel like you're really you know you're appreciating something fine. And it's nice to enjoy with a, a pipe or a cigar. Yeah. Gosh, I cannot wait until I can bust out a pipe and not feel weird about it. Because really, you know, now today is day I mean, 15 of not smoking. I mean, you should always feel weird about it. Should always, <laughs> should always, well, that will not be the case someday. Uh, today is the 15th day of not smoking, and I am really looking forward to enjoying tobacco of some kind someday. But my anticipation around it is the reason I feel like I shouldn't do it. Okay. Really, just feel a need to just be patient, you know. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, um, are, are you ready for the news? I believe it's time. All I right. believe it is time. It is time. Let me uh, pull up this little newsy <clears throat> quizzy. Right now, I'm rocking something like a fifty or sixty percent success rate on these things. Yeah. I'm on the upswing, getting better and better. I feel ready. I feel like I could spot the bullshit. Is your self pep talk done? No. I am going to crush it. I'm so awesome. I love myself. Now please continue. Well, now that affirmation corner is through. <laughs> Actually, um, yeah, we should clarify to anyone who's listening for the first time, there are two false stories, one true story. I have to find the true news story of the following three headlines. Also, that is Drugsy Diblin Puff. Uh-huh. And that is a question guessy port. No, I'm That is Scotchy Sippy port. That's better. <laughs> that is Puzzler Posit port. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I could keep um, going all day. <laughs> I know you could. And have. First news headline. Morgue employee cremated by mistake while taking a nap. Oh my God, I hope that's not true. That's horrifying. Oh my god, that's so horrifying because you wake up and there's no one around to hit the button to stop it. You ready for the next one? Yeah, I'm just... (laughs) Don't focus on that one too much. (laughs) Okay. Putin to enforce growing childhood obesity epidemic in Russia starts by literally taking candy from a baby. That's amazing. I I love that. I love that one. I, I'm not sure about it, but I love that one. Okay, ready for the last one? Yeah, let's hear it. Jesus statue's butt was hiding a 240-year-old secret message. <laughs> what? Jesus what? statue's butt. Was hiding a 240-year-old secret message. 
Oh my let's, god. Let's recap these. So <laughs> Yeah, let's. Morgan employee cremated by mistake while taking a nap. Uh, Putin to enforce gr- growing childhood obesity epidemic in Russia starts by literally taking candy from a baby. And Jesus statue's butt was hiding a 240-year-old secret message. I have a strong feeling about this one. What is it? I have a strong feeling about this one. I'm going with Jesus statue's butt final answer. You are correct. Yes! (laughs) Now, I will say I haven't actually read the article, but I do know that it is true. Okay. It came from another source. So remember that one that was actually fault? The the, Pathios article that really did us a goof. Yeah, so I was um, perusing Pathios today to try to get some fake stories. Mm -hmm. And on their section that is satire, um, I was trying to look at headlines and stuff. And the writer of that section was like, now this one I wish was one of mine, and I'm really disappointed, because it's true. (laughs) And it's from a Huffington Post article. Okay. So it's a pretty, maybe not the What was in the butt? Well, I'm going to read it. Okay. (laughs) Maybe not the best news source, but, you know. Yeah, I I don't read them anymore, because I I really kind of like to separate my news from my opinion. Yeah. But but that said, I'm sure there's something they're reporting on here. Yes. So the sub-headline, under the headline, was Statue's rear end was actually a time capsule. (laughs) That is that, that, come on. A statue of Jesus Christ on display at Cathedral in Spain has been hiding a secret message for hundreds of years in the most unlikely place. It was tucked away in a hidden compartment in the statue's rear end. Well, I mean, it does seem like the most likely place in retrospect. Yeah. Although it is usual for many sculptures to be hollow, it is not so much to find handwritten documents inside, said historian Efren Arroyo, a member of the Holy Week Brotherhood of Sotillo de la Ribera, according to Science Alert. The statue, called Cristo de la Miserere, had been removed from a church in northern Spain for restoration, when workers noticed the hidden compartment beneath a cloth that covered the statue's butt. (laughs) Spanish news website ABC reported. Inside the statue was a letter penned in 1777 by Joaquin Minguez, a chaplain of the Cathedral of Burgo de Osma. Minguez's letter discussed a statue and others created by the same sculptor in detail what life was like in the community 240 years ago. Mingus described popular games of the day, including cards and ball, and noted that typhoid and malaria were common. He also revealed <laughs> he also revealed that the main crops were wheat, rye, barley, and oats per El pace. So this very much was a letter, just kind of he he wrote it thinking someone will find this one day, tee hee, and yeah. just wrote about what life was like. Um, although the original document will be sent to the archbishop, a copy was returned to the statue's hindquarters for posterity. Wait, hold on. why does the archbishop get it? Because he's the archest of the bishops. Well, I guess it's it's like a it's property history, of it. It's church property. Yeah. So. And it is Jesus's butt after all. Who who, is, who better to who better to safeguard over its contents? Who else is going to get anything from Jesus's butt? <laughs> but the archbishop. It's only right. 
I can not. No, I can believe it, I guess. I'm just, I'm stupefied. Jesus' butt. The best hiding place. We've all learned this. (laughs) Hide and seek, find Jesus' butt. (laughs) No one will find you for 240 years. If you have to hide something for a long time, Jesus' butt is a pretty good... Jesus' butt is the answer. Yeah. Wow. Really learned something today. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Jesus' butt. That's the news. That's the news. I say as I plant one oval <coughs> on the table whilst holding my scotch. That's the thing is to complete this mental image for everybody. My girlfriend is wearing my bathrobe <laughs> with a glass of scotch in hand, elbow planted, the other elbow cocked out like a like a I don't know like a painting of bar goers. Like, like the most the... interesting man in the world. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> it's fascinating. Uh. Uh, synonymously, you could say sexy. Swag. I'm swag, 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 swag. Swag, swag, swag. All right. All right. All right. So, how now, brown cow? Uh, okay, so the, 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 the second segment here, I really struggled to find anything that I really wanted to talk about that much. And, <laughs> and continue and, to. And, and, and continue, <laughs> to, to continue to not know what to talk about. Um... So this is the part where I just bring food to eat. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do think uh, what's going on with Bitcoin is kind of interesting right now. Ooh, do tell. Yeah, I don't know if you're aware of this. I remember when I first heard about Bitcoin, it was a a pretty long time ago. It was already kind of, it felt late in the game for Bitcoin already. Mm -hmm. I know Um, what it is, but I haven't heard of these recent developments. Do you know anything about how it works? I know I've read about it, but... I couldn't put it into words. It kind of feels sort of topical, I guess, to talk about right now. Okay. For anyone who doesn't know what Bitcoin is. Bitcoin is this very interesting, what they call cryptocurrency, that, uh, it, I mean, it doesn't really exist. It's not backed by anything, but then neither is our own U.S. dollar anymore. You know, like the mm-hmm. value of the dollar is whatever people are willing to do for it or pay for it. Yeah. And the same kind of goes for Bitcoin, which all it really is is there's this there's this computational problem out there that continues to get more and more complicated as parts of it are solved. And people around the world are working in giant pools to sort of solve this this algorithm, solve for this algorithm. Mm-hmm. And every time a you know, sort of a solution is found or as part of a solution, these these blocks are paid out to the people who were who helped solve the problem. Mm-hmm. It's not like this is a problem anyone actually needs solved for any purpose. This is strictly to delay the slow release of these chunks of Bitcoin currency. Okay. Um, and so you can do this right now. You can you can download mining software on your computer and just run it all day long, and it will just crunch numbers all day with strangers. Isn't Bitcoin used as currency on the dark web, too? It's used as currency on the dark web. It's used as currency. You can trade it for actual... People can buy and sell it for actual money and, you know, other world economies. There are places like... Like, you know, video game stores where you could actually pay with your Bitcoin wallet. There are hmm. very few places... That will allow you to do it. And um, <clears throat> it felt late in the game, even a couple of years ago, to waste any time Bitcoin mining because it already had started to exceed the cost of the electricity 
used to generate it. You know what I mean? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Or at the very least... It wasn't worth the effort. Yeah, if you didn't have a really powerful computer, in particular like a, a graphics card that they used to you know, mine because they solve problems differently or whatever, it wasn't worth it. Uh, the, the, the price of a Bitcoin has gone steadily upward. And where it was a couple hundred bucks years ago, it is currently sitting at nearly $13,000 a Bitcoin. Sheesh. So the value of this has gone up ridiculously. Mm-hmm. Um, the, those creepy Winklevoss <laughs> twins that are connected to Facebook, those, those creepy, handsome cyborg twins... That were involved in Facebook. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Well, those guys own a butt ton of Bitcoin. Okay. They look like they look like the male version of Austin Te- or Austin, Austin Powers fembots. They just have this <laughs> okay. strange Ken doll appearance. Like, and, and they, their they, dicks are machine guns. And their dicks are machine guns. They freak me out big time. Um, machine di- machine <laughs> gun dicks should. <laughs> but yeah, so the value of Bitcoin is now sitting at a ridiculously high value. To the point that people are asking, you know, like, is this a bubble that is going to burst? Is this something that is, like, bound Will to... Will the Bitcoin deflate? bubble burst? People are people are very concerned because they, they got a lot of money in this thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the value being this high, everyone's going, okay, is it time to sell yet? Yes. And I feel like the answer's <laughs> got to be yes. Um, but, of course, I don't know. But if everyone does it at the same time, that creates another problem. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, like, you know people who are experts in this don't know mm. uh, it's a currency without a long track record it's not regulated by anything because it's totally uh it's it's traceable in the sense that you can see everyone can see every bitcoin transaction as part of public record mm. kind of like if everyone's bank account statements were fully available to everybody else which makes it transparent it, you know that the market's not being manipulated you know that additional bitcoins aren't just popping up out of nowhere. That's true. But it's uh, it's it's strange. I'm looking up something related to this, by the way. Okay. Not just like on my phone. You looking up those machine gun dicks? Because I'm telling you, they're real. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think I think because it doesn't have a very long track record, this currency, nobody knows what a bitcoin bubble looks like. You know, nobody knows what its behavior is going to be long term. No one can really predict it. So uh, I guess the the point of mentioning this and the point of dedicating a little time to it is if you have Bitcoin right now and you got it a couple of years ago, you probably you know, multiplied your money by 10 times or so. Um, and I don't know. If, if you own that, you're probably thinking about selling. And I feel like yeah. if I had any at all, I would be very interested in dumping that right now. So what I was looking up was the name of an article I read once, which is how I know anything about Bitcoin. Is this the Silk Road article? Yeah, terribly interesting. My God, what a good piece. The Rise and Fall of Silk Road. This is on Wired, right? several parts, and it is on Wired, and I suggest it. It's a terrific read. So good. I had no idea about any of this stuff. Didn't know what Bitcoin was. Didn't know about... The dark web. Dark web. Didn't know about Dread Pirate Roberts. I mm-hmm. had no idea. Yeah. Brilliant. Really, really well done. Yeah. It's an incredible piece. piece. It, it, it Honestly, that is a great introduction to what Bitcoin is and how it functions in certain mm-hmm. underground economies. Um, yeah. Very interesting, guys. I suggest that. Yeah. If you're looking for a little, little read that's a, a little lengthier, but... 
very informative and very interesting. I just wanted to keep burning through it. Yeah. I, I remember I sat at uh, Tracks, the bar right over around the corner here, on their patio bar, and I had my phone in my hand, and I read all of it. <laughs> like drinking blue moons and just flipping through. Just it It's so captivating. I forget where I was and what I was drinking, but I read it very quickly. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, as Bitcoin hits ridiculously high prices, I thought it might be an interesting time to talk about it yeah. and about how it works and about what this means. Also, a thing I didn't mention, its founder is not necessarily known. The guy goes by a pseudonym, I think Satoshi something or other or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but that's not a real person. And the the actual creator of this system has, as of yet, not been identified. They think they have some ideas. They actually have... A couple of people that you know most people are pretty convinced are actually behind this singular identity but it's just such a weird thing like that that this isn't a real person you know that, that yeah. has brought this out into the world uh, a little bit of mystery and kind of makes the whole enterprise more intriguing especially when you add in dark web and illegal purchases and secret uh yeah secret correspondence and all that it's stuff a, it's a really interesting <clears throat> thing like yeah. it's the the concept of Bitcoin is really cool. The concept of dark web is really cool. Yeah, it's it's like spooky and mysterious, but yeah, economically interesting too. Like it is. It, it there's a place for everyone in this. <laughs> yeah. In this topic. I uh, I don't know. I thought uh, I thought it might make for a good time to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm into it. That does it for that. Little primer on Bitcoin. Uh, don't buy. Wait and see. That would be what I would do. <laughs> Wait and see if it comes down, and then just buy a ton of it. This has been Bitcoin Corner. <laughs> Investment advice from an idiot. Hi, <laughs> I'm wearing, dumb, dumb, no money. <laughs> who's wearing a shirt that says bacon, spelled out by the elements barium, cobalt, and nitrogen? Uh, investment advice from a guy with bacon written on his shirt. <laughs> Nerds. Stupid. Um, anyway. I think it's time for a break. We'll take a little break here. We will come back with the main segment for this episode in just a minute. Stick around. the show guys <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go take a long nap so i want to dig into this topic this is a topic i was gonna do um a couple episodes ago and thought it would be too dark following the gelly rabble episode which was thoroughly depressing yes um i think this this isn't depressing in exactly the same way, but it is a heavy topic. Yeah. And I feel like I could have... I have four pages of very closely written notes 
<laughs> and I could have kept researching, and I could have kept reading. There are so many articles on this. Stories about this. Recent and older, and so many claims that have been made, and it goes on and on and on. Dave, you don't really even know that much about it. I know I kind shit of about this topic. Assigned it to myself. Um, yeah. The topic is Nexium, but it's spelled all caps N X I V M. Right, like the thing like you take Roman for allergies. Animals. Yeah. Is it what you take for allergies? Uh, Nexium is not for allergies. It's like a stomach acid pill. But there you go. That's what I'm. Um, this is not an over-the-counter stomach acid medication. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I want to tell you about what Nexium is as an introduction in their own words. Okay. So we can get a feel for it. Like their, now, their, their, uh, their mission statement or something mm-hmm. like that. Now, my, I'm, one of the reasons that I'm a little happy that I decided to wait on this and do it now is that when I was originally doing the research, um... A huge article had just hit about Nexium and some really big things going on. I will discuss that article later. But at the time, I don't know if it was just that their website was getting so much traffic. Yeah. Or that they intentionally had kind of taken it down in the meantime. Yeah. But I could not access their website. Okay. I did find it on the Wayback Machine and was going to use that. But before I did that, since I put off researching this, yeah. I decided to give it another shot and their website is up and functioning and accessible. Okay. So I'm going to read two little blurbs from their website. The first one is, what is Nexium? Okay. Begins with the quote, humans can be noble. The question is, Will we put forth what is necessary? All right. Uh, the quote is by none other than Keith Ranieri, 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 I think. Okay. Who um, is the founder? <laughs> oh my God! I, you know, you gotta love it. It's got it's got that like sort of like neck beard self importance of like well, the the guys from the atheist subreddits who put pictures of themselves with quotes of their own next to themselves. You're not. Wrong. <laughs> so after that follows this blurb. Human evolution has clearly demonstrated tendencies that vacillate between awe-inspiring rises and cataclysmic falls. Okay. As time has passed, our capacity to excel in either extreme has increased, even on the smallest of levels. Each rise, each act of human excellence raises mankind to new heights. Each fall, each act of destruction is a mindless regression. While many have sensed a need to break away from the primitive patterning that keeps us from a path of continuous progression, few have thought it possible. (laughs) Okay. Nexium is the turning point, a remarkable development in scientific and psychodynamic understanding, education, and technology that can facilitate this transition so the pattern of humanity's rises and falls can actually be broken and transformed. We find ourselves on this earth with the resources, intellect, and creativity that can generate abundance for everyone or destroy all that we have created. NXIVM represents the change humanity needs in order to alter the course of history. This sounds very familiar. NXIVM is a new ethical understanding 
that allows us to build an internal civilization and have it manifest in the external world. It allows us to explore our most fundamental nature and to begin to redirect our power of creation, a power that we all possess in a very human sense. It is a place where humanity can rise to its noble possibility. The Nexium technology is imparted through Executive Success Programs Incorporated, programs that provide the philosophical and practical foundation necessary to acquire and build the skills for success. This sounds very familiar. If you're thinking it sounds like Scientology, yes, you're not I am. the only person who thinks that, myself included, when they, I was reading this They stuff. use some of the same terminology. They yep. have some of the same stated goals. I have the, a bit about that in a little bit. Yeah, sure. I also wanted to read you their mission. Now, they also have their vision on their website, too. It's the same fucking thing. Why do you need <laughs> yeah, all of it? Right. <laughs> this guy likes to talk. So the Nexium mission. The mission of Nexium is to help transform and ultimately be an expression of the noble civilization of humans. We all have the potential to live and work together, but this potential is often cut short by opposing interests and beliefs. This ongoing struggle greatly limits our ability to experience ourselves and the world. Although it appears this struggle has thrived for as long as humanity has existed, it does not mean that it must continue to be so. As the late Rene Dubose wrote, Wherever human beings are concerned, trend is not destiny. Oh, wow. Nexium embodies a set of consistent and universal principles in which all humans can participate. These principles, apart from any mystical or religious notions, allow for life to persist and uphold a diversity of beliefs. By creating a new understanding, we can actualize our potential to live and work together and consequently bring human existence to a whole new level. Yet this cannot be done without first raising human awareness, fostering an ethical humanitarianism, and celebrating what it truly means to be human. And this is our mission. First of all, cut everything else. Keep that last sentence. That's all you need. That's a mission statement, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> Second of all, actualizing our potential. You know, there's there's just there's there's parts of this that are so so familiar, and not necessarily just from Scientology, but from every kind of loosely structured, vapid bullshit self help kind of thing you've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And next in my notes, I wrote, in case that doesn't clear it up for you, <laughs> Nexium is not an over the counter medication for heartburn. Well, not this one. It's an MLM style self help group. Wait a minute. So now we're getting into it's a it's a pyramid structure. This is a group. I'm gonna leave that for a little later. But there's a but there's a yes, sales angle. An MLM style self help group. They teach courses on growth and development through their kind of parent company executive success programs. There are was, tens of thousands of these. It was founded in 1998 by Keith Raniere and Nancy Saltzman. I'll talk about them a little more later. Uh, these programs use a cutting-edge, patent-pending technology called Rational Inquiry, trademarked, a reproducible <laughs> method that allows for the creation of consistency and permanent change. Wait. I call bullshit. How can you trademark the words Rational Inquiry? Well, How can you trademark that? It's, it's a trademark of this 
program, of this version of teaching, this philosophy, I guess. Um, you can also take their coach program to teach through executive success programs. That's where the MLM thing happens. They get you in the door, and then you want to become a part of it. I am deeply, deeply concerned about this. They do seminars and workshops. They have a lot of famous clients. Some of the most notable ones, weirdly, um, Allison Mack and Kristen Kruick, who were co-stars on Smallville. Okay. And Kristen Kruick, I don't think, is involved anymore. But Allison Mack, who just, her name always makes me think of Alex Mack, the Nickelodeon TV (laughs) show. That's what I thought of. But no, uh, Allison Mack is apparently very involved. Some articles I was reading were saying that she is possibly second in command. More are people kind of think she's maybe like third in command, but she's like up there involved in this. You can watch videos on YouTube of her and Keith Raniere discussing things. Um, Like having her basically interviewing him. Yeah. So... Let's talk about Keith Ranieri, okay. the founder of this. I'm very interested in this guy. Um, and you said you were concerned, by the way, and you should be. Yeah, no, I absolutely am. Doug, go. This dog is just groaning through this He's whole thing. He's concerned too. Yeah. <laughs> so, Keith Ranieri grew up in Suffern, New York. He moved to Albany at 16 uh, when his mother passed away and also to attend the Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. Okay. Wait, he, in so where, where again? Uh, that was, he moved to Albany, New York. Okay. He triple majored in math, physics, and biology. He got minors in psych and philosophy. He has a bachelor of science in biology. He has a bastard of science? <laughs> bachelor of science. <laughs> he is a bastard of He's science. He's a real science bastard, that guy. <laughs> I'd like that title. I have my bastard's degree in many sciences. Uh, in 1989, he was in the Guinness Book of World Records. He was one of three people in an IQ group called Mega. It's just kind of like the group Mensa, but more discerning. Yeah. Even more discerning than Mensa. Uh. Um, he worked for Amway, which tells you how he learned this MLM kind of stuff. Yeah. He also did a, a business, I guess made a business, called Consumers Byline, which was a members-only buying club. Also an MLM. Yeah, right. And uh, he never admitted guilt, but he did have to pay a $40,000 settlement in 1996 and promise not to do Consumer's Byline anymore. Really? Mm-hmm. In 96. So that's like, that's like two years before this comes around. Yeah. So mid to late 90s, he began developing National Health Network, which I think is like kind of where he started coming up with the designs for what Nexium is. Yeah, right. So then in 1998, Ranieri and Nancy Salzman found Executive Success Programs slash Nexium. Yeah. They're one and the same. You know, they use different names for the same thing. Right. One and the same. Uh, he's been a subject of controversy for years. He's been accused of being cult-like. Um, this organization is centered on him. He has deemed himself Vanguard. That's his self-chosen title, and that's what members refer to him as. Wow. Now, 
A vanguard is a group of people leading the way in new developments or ideas. This man has such an ego that he thinks he's a group. <laughs> he thinks he's essentially more than one person. <laughs> in 2012, um, there was a four-part expose in the Times Union, which is an article I referred to a lot, specifically the first part of it. I haven't even read all of it because... It's an in-depth expose, but it's really good, and I suggest you guys read it. What I wanted to point out at this point is 2012. This article was written. A four-part expose. There's enough here to write that big of an expose. Wow. And uh, it got attention, but this group didn't go away. Ranieri didn't go away. It's only continued, and it's one of these things that keeps cycling like we've been seeing a lot recently scandal comes out people get outraged things quiet down and then eventually people are like no shit's still bad yeah it happens with scientology all the time it happens with these cult organizations all the time happens with patterns of abuse all the time right so uh two years after that expose which mentions a woman named Kristen Keefe, who was a longtime partner and baby mama of Keith Ranieri. Okay. Uh two years after that article, she left the group. Okay. Uh due to his activities and she called him dangerous. Wow. Uh so now, and this is one of the things that made me kind of Think of him as an L. Ron Hubbard type character. Yeah, right. There's a big um, similarity there off the bat. I mean, this thing I'm about to say now. Right. I'm just saying he's, like, there's a there's a lot of this running oh, yeah. around. So he is supposedly only a member of the executive board. Claims to be hands off. Mm-hmm. Only a member of the executive board. He's eligible to receive royalties for leasing the rational inquiries method. Trademarked. Uh, he makes rare appearances at Nexium events. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit, and most of this, I will say, comes from Times that Times Union article. So read that. I say the, I wrote the name of it down later on, so I'll say it again later. Yeah. It's really good. If you are interested in this, please look that up. And I'm barely touching the tip of the iceberg with this guys i could do so much more research like i said there are so many articles out there yeah so much information it's really scary yeah so uh where this article they did their research and looked into kind of his his likes and dislikes and where he got some of his philosophy from would you be surprised if i told you he's an ayn rand fan (laughs) well i mean there's there's definitely some there's some ideological bullet points in there that remind me a bit of her. That's definitely this, this idea of the, the the mass of human potential, the reaching, striving mm-hmm. for our, our absolute peak as humanity. Specifically, he drew a lot from Atlas Shrugged, and uh, his theories draw inspiration from objectivism. Mm-hmm. Uh, he celebrates or Nexium celebrates sex, honors effort, um, describes some people as parasites or some behaviors as parasites. It's a very Ayn Rand 
Yeah, yeah, it's this like um, kind of gross ideology of like you know doers and takers kind of thing that you see a lot in a lot of places now. Yeah. So this next part, I said terminologies are very similar to Scientology. That's what the article said, and I wrote yes, <laughs> very similar and culty. Yeah. So Ranieri, his ideas are called technology. You hit on that when I was yeah. uh, reading. The, those little bits from the website. Technology is a buzzword. Mm-hmm. They call disloyal people suppressives. No way. Yeah. That's, they call them suppressives. That's, that's a big Scientology thing. Yeah, that's a word you they, don't hear in a lot of other places They call at them all. suppressive persons or SPs in Scientology, yeah. but they call them suppressives here. Um, the students move up a ladder of coursework meant to make them more successful in life and work. That's, that's very much um, like Scientology's bridge. They're, and their long, involved sessions are called intensives. Okay. So the word isn't necessarily the same, but the concept of these long, involved, self-help kind of introspective sessions is. Yeah. The methodology is the same, and its effect on people has got to be the same, of just wearing them down. Mm-hmm. So I got a little confused on this part of the article because I started talking about Rick Ross. And I was like, what? And then I realized, different Rick Ross. Not the same Rick Not Ross. Not the same Rick Ross. This is Rick Allen Ross. Okay. He's a cult tracker and deprogrammer. He's been an expert witness. Um, he has examined and spoken out about Nexium. He is currently, or at least at the time of this article, was involved in a lawsuit from Ranieri for publicizing portions of Nexium's training system. And he's countersuing uh, Ranieri. Okay. At the time of this article, that was already ongoing for nine years. So in 2012, it had already been nine years, and that lawsuit was still occurring. Uh, I didn't... I meant to, but I didn't look up whether or not anything was resolved there or not yet. Yeah. He has spent 50 to 100 hours talking with Nexium members... And additional time speaking with former members. He has been retained by three former members for deprogramming. So they asked for his help coming out of the cult, basically. Uh, He has counseled others. There was mention of at least one person who suffered a psychotic episode because of their Nexium experience. There was another thing I kept reading of someone who went to uh, one of the Nexium, like courses or what what do they call it they're um they're intensives they're intensives or workshops one of their seminars or workshops and later committed suicide you can't necessarily say because they went to it they committed suicide but it was pretty shortly thereafter and something that like is very intense these could be like 12 hour workshops yeah where it's just breaking you down well yeah it's it's sort of the point is that it makes people incredibly malleable yeah um Rick Allen Ross has quoted as saying, and I wanted to say his quote because I thought it was very impactful. In my opinion, Nexium is one of the most extreme groups I have ever dealt with in the sense of how tightly wound it is around the leader, Keith Raniere. So everything is focused on him. Yeah. And they're real tight-knit. Like, yeah. they're not a group that will easily just give them up, you know? Yeah. Um. Rick Allen Ross was consulted by the federal government about David Koresh when all that was happening. 
And like Koresh, uh, he thinks Ranieri has a lot of Koresh-like qualities. Like Koresh, he thinks he knows how to reorder human existence. Yeah. He thinks he's on the cutting edge of a new wave of the future. His followers see him as a savior, and he uses power to gain sexual favors from women. In the 80s through the 90s, so between the 80s and the 90s, it's believed Ranieri had sexual relationships with three underage women. And I can tell you, in doing all this research, anytime they mention, like, a woman in any article that I read, former girlfriend, former partner, wow. always someone he dated. And half the time it was long-time former girlfriend, long-time <clears throat> former partner, multiple women. That's not to say you can't have multiple partners and not be a cult leader. Yeah, but it seems to suggest that everyone he gets close to, he, like, romantically controls. Yes. Uh, Rick Ross and other mental health experts looked at the Nexium curriculum and, judging by what it contained, felt like it was a form of brainwashing and thought reform. Yeah. Um... There are other things I read. There was one account, and of course it's it's hearsay, it's someone's account, but basically they were saying Nancy Saltzman, the co-founder, who, she's a former nurse and therapist, and she calls herself Prefect. That's her title in this organization. She's okay. the second in command. Um, so she's the co-founder of this, and supposedly when she first met with uh, Ranieri, <clears throat> She was skeptical and wasn't buying it. Yeah. And then went behind closed doors with him for about four hours and came out his partner. Came out co-founder. So I don't know if that account is necessarily true. But but it's not the only account like that. There was someone else who, when she started Nexium courses, um, she met Ranieri when she was outside smoking during, like, in between some of the courses or something. Yeah. And he said, would you like to quit smoking? And she said, yes. And then he was like, okay, I'll help you. And they went and had some kind of session or something. And according to her, she thought she was just in there for 20 minutes. According to her significant other at the time, she was gone for hours. She never smoked again. That's insane. She doesn't know what happened. That's insane. This is a guy who likes things like hypnosis and... These kind of ideas. Yeah. So very, very scary stuff. It's really Um, creepy. Members are ranked and assigned colored sashes, like martial arts style. Uh, The students are also called clients. They have rules and rituals, how to shake hands with each other, how to bow to Nexium leaders, and you have to sign a confidentiality agreement. Okay. Other cult experts think that Nexium is a cult and Ranieri is dangerous. Um, these people were, they, they had statements in this article too. I didn't want to write down every single thing that they said, but I wanted to mention their names so people can look into it if they want to. Joseph Zimhart, which is S Z I M H A R T, and Kathleen Mann, M A N N were two other cult experts who feel that this is dangerous and Ranieri is dangerous. I can't um, imagine anyone that charismatic. Can you? Like, can you imagine? Everyone knows people with charisma, but can you imagine someone with that much influence on people? Every account of this guy 
is that he'll just have people eating out of his hand. Every account is that he's soft-spoken, almost effeminate in tones, a good yeah. listener. We we can watch videos of this guy later if you want. There are interviews and stuff with I him. I want to see how dreamy he is. Um, I will say he has he wears glasses, he has long hair, and he has a beard. It's the Dave Tchaikovsky. <laughs> <laughs> but that's been his trademark look for a while. Okay. Um, I wrote down best quote ever. Uh, a Nexium lawyer told a federal judge, "It's not a cult. It's not anything like Scientology." Not that there's anything wrong with Scientology. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's like you can't have both ways in that sentence. It's not a cult like Scientology, which, by the way, is great, and I recommend it. Like, yeah. like, like, what the fuck is with that? Best, best quote. <laughs> um, it's not a cult like Scientology. Not that there's anything wrong with cults like Scientology. <laughs> the fuck. So, uh, not only does Ranieri do Nexium slash executive success programs, yeah, he has lots of other little business ventures wrapped up in this. Yeah, one is the Rainbow Cultural Garden, which is uh, basically it's like a learning theory for kids. It's oh, like. No. Yeah, a new form of teaching kids. Oh, no. Um, I wrote this one down because in my reading, I found things about this mysterious child that suddenly appeared. Of they, Some of the members, close higher-up members, left for a little bit and came back with the kid. No one talked about it. They don't know if someone was actually pregnant or where this kid came Just from. Acquired or what happened. a kid. Just acquired a child. <laughs> Um, okay. So that's weird. Uh, he formed an acapella group to draw in young people. Hold on a minute. Mm-hmm. This is his youth outreach program. Is come on, kids, let's do some acapella. Mm-hmm. I know how hip it is with the kids these days. Well, you know there are those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Pitch Perfect and all that. Sure, I um, guess. There's a woman's group called Janus, which... That's funny, right? That sounds J- funny. Janus? Janus? Yeah. How's it spelled, anyway? J, like capital J, yeah. N-E-S-S. Janus. Janus. I don't know what it means, but it sounds like something about penis. It sounds like penis. 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 Um. <laughs> Janus, the quality of being like a J. Yeah. That's stupid. Um, in this women's group, there is a 20-hour curriculum on the difference between the sexes and a full two hours on how men aren't predisposed to monogamy. Uh, and Nexium leaders challenge monogamy and ownership. Mm. Uh, basically, challenge monogamy saying that it is ownership. Right. So they're kind of... Pushing these ideas of polyamory. And what have we learned about Ranieri? Yeah, right. We learned that he likes to spread it around. He's going he's to scoop off the top of that pot, I'll tell you what. Yeah. So the, everything the about rises this... rises to the top. <laughs> everything about this feels like bringing people in 
specifically women. There are men involved in this group too, but a lot of women. Yeah. And making them exactly what he wants them to be. Breaking them down, removing their inhibitions, and then placing them in a position to be, you know... Rewriting what they think is acceptable and good. Yeah. Telling them, you had struggles, you were in a bad place, you want to be a noble human being, you want to actually make a difference, well, this is what you have to do. Yeah. You have to pay for these courses, we're going to teach you the right way to do things. Oh, by the way, you were misled. Monogamy isn't the way to go. You're not going to be fulfilled. You're being owned by other people when you're in monogamous relationships. This is what you're going to do. The full irony being that this dude owns everyone he touches. Yep. Yep. Another thing I wanted to mention was I read a really cool article that I didn't even know was going to be about this until I got into the article. It was a writer who essentially at the time was out of a job and looking for something a little more stable, started interviewing for a site called The Knife of Aristotle. Um, Now I think it just goes by The Knife. Okay. But it still exists from what I could see. Um, When he... Essentially what this site is, is kind of like a Snopes, but subscription-based... Okay. And they use specific, um, like, algorithms and, like, specific form ways to judge if something is valid or not. Okay. So he's like, oh, okay, that can be promising. He gets into it more and more, into the process of trying to get this job. Uh, the editor, person he eventually finds out is the editor, but doesn't represent himself as the editor... I was talking to him about this and tells him, so in order to get this job, you need to go to Albany and you need to take a month-long course. And then after that, you can have the job. We will pay for the course. We won't pay for your tran- uh, your, um, your, your transportation yeah. or like living situation, but we'll pay for the course. And then you have a job after that. So this guy is like, his wife is also a journalist, and they're looking at each other going, this is weird, right? <laughs> but also, yeah, I want to know where this goes. Sure, so they're, they they're keep, journalists after all. They keep all. going, what yeah. Are they, what, are they going to not follow this crazy lead? Yeah, if this happened to either of us, we'd be doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> he keeps going with this, of trying to figure out what's going on. He goes to their website, and he looks at who they have working there. Yeah. They have little blurbs about all the employees. Yeah, the editorial staff or whatever. Super generic. Super, like, they don't say anyone's, like, nothing specific about them. Not where they actually went to college. They say things like, studied communications in Mexico. Not where they actually went to school. No credentials. What specifically they studied. No credentials. One of the blurbs was just, she likes making people happy. In discovering the truth. This is fishy. It's something along those lines. So he digs further, deeper and deeper in and concludes that Knife of Aristotle is a shell organization yeah. for Nexium. Yeah. Um, Nexium is in Albany. Yeah. And they're, they were talking about their course. But basically, 
there are so many side groups because when you have a cult like this, you need to change your name. You need to keep it fresh. You need to have other ways to make money. Yeah. Scientology has Narconon. Scientology has other shit too. Right. You have to find ways to draw people in and you have to find ways to make money and keep your money clean. Yeah. And that's one of the things he was doing. This is a subscription service that basically gouges people um, to learn the truth about the things they're reading. I went to their website. First page is just subscribe. You can't really do anything without even signing up. Yeah, like you can't even really see what product I mean, you be getting. You have like a free trial, but I'm not doing that shit. No, I wouldn't. I don't <laughs> want them knowing my name. So, um, that that's that's quite a bit of that. Um, also, this will remind you of Scientology. They use litigation against former members a lot. I didn't look in too much detail now about being that. Suppressive. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they're going to come after me. Pot calling the kettle suppressive, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, them. You know what I mean? So, in the section... Oh, this article that I largely drew from is called Secrets of Nexium on Times Union. The four, It's the four-part article from 2012. Okay. What drew me into this story and uh-huh. what I wanted to research is that not long ago, a week ago, huge article broke. Yeah, right. Yeah, it must be a couple of weeks now because it was right after or during the, the, when we were doing the Gally Robble episode, you were starting Um, to look into this. The first article I saw about it was about Allison Mack and that there was this huge big scandal that happened and that she was positioned to take the blame. Um... The big scandal is that there is a secret sorority within Nexium. Uh, when you join this sorority, you're required to give your recruiter, aka your master, that's what they call themselves, that's what you have to call them. Feels bad already. Collateral. In the way of naked photos of yourself, compromising info of yourself. You have to do this on a monthly basis. Because, oh my god. Because this information will be released if the group's existence is disclosed. Um, Sarah Edmondson is one of the people who came out and is talking about this and about her experience. So when she was joining this group, basically what happens is you're, you're in Nexium, they draw you in. You meet Nancy Saltzman and the other people who are higher up in the organization, Keith Ranieri, everyone's great, everyone is supportive. Of course, they've love-bombed you. Yeah. Um, you're taking courses, you're moving your way up, you're getting closer with this people, these people, and they go, um, we're making this group, this sorority, it's going to be a force of good, um, but you have to overcome your weaknesses in order to do this. So they give you these courses, and the way it was phrased was, you have to overcome the weaknesses that are common for women. As determined by Ranieri, these weaknesses are being over-emotional, failure to keep promises, embracing the role of the victim. um, And then I wrote, isn't it weird how people identify as victims when you victimize them? Yeah, it's so crazy. 
Um, oh my god. They also enforce submission and obedience. And before I get into this next part, I want to jump back above and say, um, well, I'll say it now. Uh, so this sisterhood is comprised of circles, each led by a master, and they each recruit six slaves. Eventually, those people <laughs> will recruit their own slaves. They're MLMing this secret society sorority inside Nexium. This is so at odds with the ideas that they present at the front door of mm -hmm. nobody owns anybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and freedom. And now there's masters and, and slaves. There's literally a master-slave relationship inside of this mm -hmm. thing. Um, how, do, how does anyone get to that point and not see the contradiction? already in. You're already I, brainwashed. I, 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 how did people in Scientology sign a billion-year contract to work for 10 bucks a week if they're lucky, or 50 bucks a week if they're lucky, and eat nothing but beans. Yeah. That And that's not a joke. That happens in Scientology. That happens in groups like this. Yeah. This is very real, very scary shit. So Sarah Edmondson, when she decided to join this secret sorority group, she was told they would be getting a small tattoo as an initiation. What actually happened is that she was branded. Jesus. Um, so they get to this ceremony. They're told to remove their clothes and lie on a massage table. Uh, she's instructed to say, Master, please brand me. It would be an honor. By, oh my God, this is so creepy. By Lauren Saltzman. Lor uh, second in command. Okay, right. Um, the brand is a symbol that includes Rhaenyra's initials. And there's a text message that shows Ranieri knew of the branding and that the symbol contained his initials. So he is complicit in this. He knows about this. I'd be surprised if he was merely complicit. This feels like it must be his mm -hmm. explicit idea. Mm -hmm. So a lot that information about this is from a New York Times article called Inside a Secretive Group Where Women Are Branded. Um... Read that. I didn't even dive fully into it because I already had so much yeah. with this, and I can keep reading and keep talking forever and ever and ever. The fact that we're hearing about this means someone is being blackmailed right now, right? Possibly. And the fact that the fact that twelve in two thousand twelve, yeah, we had a four part expose about yeah. this. If something had been done then. This woman wouldn't have been branded, and other women wouldn't have been branded. Yeah. And, I mean, she describes it as being in the room and being there for hours while this is happening to multiple women, hearing screams, smelling, burning flesh. Like, this is fucked up shit. Fucked up shit. When I first read this, I went to Snopes because I was like, this is so crazy. Yeah. That can't be real. Especially the fact that, like, the first introduction to it I had was Allison Mack, this actress who's like drawing people in. And I'm like, that's that has to be a joke, right? That has to be satire. That's not real. Right. She's someone who isn't even super famous anymore. Like, what is this? Yeah, it seems like she's barely even famous enough to be a part of. That's why when I read that article, I was like, Dave, I need to do this. Yeah. Because when I realized it was real, I was like, this shit is insane. And how is it that we just now know about this? 
how is it that they people have been talking about it for years? Yeah. And it's not common knowledge that this is a cult. This has got to get to the point where Scientology is. And yeah. I mean, we got to get rid of Scientology too. But we. Yeah, but like, we how does have this not have this... household name recognition? Yeah, we have to get this to the point where everyone's like, Nexium, oh, that cult. <sighs> Everyone needs to know about this. So, to finish this up, God. I want to read you their response. Yeah. Nexium's response on their website about these allegations. Okay. Uh, let me go ahead and find it. God, it just seems like. It just seems like no response could be sufficient. Now, where on here did I find it? There was a specific <clears throat> place. Maybe I already have it up. Yeah, it's it's beyond baffling to me that nobody has heard of this. If you have a secret branding cult inside of your creepy self-help organization... Mm-hmm. And you you essentially torture people and own people and there's masters and slaves. How does nobody know what that is? Yeah. How did I never heard about this? And I don't know how long that sorority has been going on. Yeah. But, I mean, the article broke recently. Yeah. So it could be that it wasn't that long ago that that part of it started. I find that hard to believe. Given the nature of the secrecy that they enforce around there. I find it hard to believe that, you know, it, it started and ended within weeks. Okay. It, this is... The the link on their website is called Letter from the Co-Founder. It's in their drop-down menu. Okay. Dear members, I am deeply saddened by the recent news relating to our organization. A number of key people involved and past friends... The picture being painted in the media is not how I know our community and friends to be, nor how I experience it myself. However, as an organization and as individuals, we felt it was imperative that we hire experts to ensure there is no merit to the allegations. Over the past months, there have been extensive independent investigations performed by highly qualified individuals, and they have firmly concluded that there is no merit to the allegations that we are abusing coercing or harming individuals i'm sorry but there are three cult experts who think that you're dangerous and that your materials are indeed brainwashing not to mention this whole secret sorority thing i'd be very interested to know who those individuals are yeah why don't you say the names of these highly qualified individuals they haven't been mentioned yet nope and they don't uh these allegations are most disturbing to me as nonviolence is one of my most important values. Additionally, I feel it is important to clarify the sorority is not part of Nexium and that I am not associated with the group. They just get your initials branded on them. Wow. I firmly support one's right to freedom of expression. So what the sorority or any other social group chooses to do is not our business so long as there is no abuse. Our experts a forensic psychiatrist of international repute, doesn't say name, psychologists, and ex-law enforcement say members of the sorority are thriving, healthy, happy, better off, and haven't been coerced. What? Furthermore, the sorority is proud of what they created and want to share their story. I am confident they will be addressing you very soon. 
Today marks our first step forward. It is our hope as much as we might be part of the problem, to a greater extent we will humbly seek to be part of the solution. Moving forward, we will communicate better. We will inform better. Sincerely, Keith Ranieri. So, you're distancing yourself from this sorority. You're saying, wasn't me, but also, they're not doing anything wrong. These people who were branded against their will are better off. Yeah, it seems like his suggestion is, we're not a part of them, but they do exist, but they're doing their own thing, and they're better off, and... If there is anyone Good being branded, them. it's their own choice, and they're doing just... It doesn't seem like he's actually disputing a lot of what's being nope. alleged, just stepping away from any involvement in it. Which is, in a um, way, the most batshit way to come at this, when you know, as I'm sure he does... That's that, absolutely true. Yeah. So, at the bottom of that, there's actually a link to read the official statement. So, let me read that, too, while I'm at it. Okay. Is, the, it, is that the same statement? Uh, no. Okay. It's, I'm sure it's along the same lines, but... The official statement. Recently, a media outlet unfoundedly and incorrectly linked Nexium Corporation, its founder, and its related companies with the social group. The allegations relayed in the story are built upon sources, some of which are under criminal investigation or already indicted, mm. who act as a coordinated group. Let me bet that they're indicted because they broke a confidentiality agreement. You know, it's immediately <laughs> it's an attempt to it's it's an ad hominem thing. It's not it's mm -hmm. not it's immediately dismissing the people making these allegations. Mm -hmm. This story might be, and now this is in bold print, a criminal product of criminal minds. Non bold print. Only thing that's in bold print in this whole thing. Real weird. Okay. Who in the end are also hurting the victims of the story. So the story is true, but it's not true. It's made up by, by it's a criminal product of criminal minds, but there are still victims. I don't know. Unfortunately, this media outlet fell prey to these coordinated criminal efforts. Nexium was not able to participate in this story because it painfully held true to the due process of our free world justice system. We will explore any and all legal remedies to correct these lies. Nexium is a professional business providing educational tools coaching, and trainings to corporations and people from all walks of life. For nearly 20 years, the company has provided these tools to over 16,000 individuals in over 30 countries. Nexium works with some of the world's leading companies, CEOs, and world leaders, as well as many others, with great success. Anonymous surveys suggest the satisfaction rate of Nexium's clients is over 95%, and an extensive psychological study conducted over the past 10 years demonstrates extraordinary psychological benefits and results. Nexium spearheaded a three-time Emmy-nominated peace ceremony in the Central American and Caribbean Games, which also won 10 Telly Awards. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Where is this going? This is where they brag. Nexium has documented an initial case study of 10 individuals suffering from Tourette syndrome, a neurological disease known to be incurable, who were able to radically reduce and in some <coughs> cases completely eradicate their symptoms. This reminds me of Scientology and David Miscavige, who supposedly overcame asthma. This is a very, very shrewd decision on their part. 
to take what is the worst bit of PR that they may have received in decades and turn it into a pitch because they know everybody's reading. In the area of child development, Nexium has achieved a scientific innovation with hundreds of children experiencing a multicultural upbringing, many who speak between 7 and 13 distinct languages fluently. Languages oh. fluently. Oh my God. With college students, Nexium education significantly raised moral decision capacity and had an increase in intelligence performance compared to a placebo. Also throughout the years, Nexium has upheld the judicial system and supported victims of natural disasters, kidnapping, and personal loss. Yes. Every time the judicial system comes up against those natural disasters. <laughs> this is insane. Nexium This firmly... is insane. Nexium, we're almost done. Nexium firmly believes in human empowerment, excellence, freedom of speech, and freedom of expression. Nexium firmly opposes and condemns violence, victimhood, dishonor, <laughs> and abuse. They can't see the look you just shot me. <laughs> Victim, that's a weird way to say up that. Up and over the glasses, like, mm. You you oppose being a victim, but you don't do oppose yeah, victimizing. They, they don't, people? Yeah, they don't. Oppose, they don't oppose victimizing. Yeah, victimhood, dishonor, and abuse. And Nexium firmly opposes any, again in bold print, criminal products from criminal minds. End statement. Do you need to know anything else? Oh, oh my I God. could have just read you that, and you would have known the recall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That is some bad shit it's stuff. The, it's, on some level, it's like the worst possible PR response. And on the other hand, they know they have an audience. They know they have an audience right now. This is the thing that gets me fired up. Yeah. This. I hate this shit. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So, what we've learned is that Nexium is a cult. Yeah. And a dangerous one at that. And one we had, I had never heard of. Never heard of it. Ever. Never heard of it. I'm telling you, I read that article, I saw the headline, and I rolled my damn eyes. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy nonsense. I'm going to go to Snopes and I'm going to find out it's fake. I couldn't even find it on Snopes. Snopes hasn't even touched it. They haven't touched Nexium at all? So many people are talking about it. There's um, like a discussion board where people bring up Nexium on Snopes, but there's no articles that they have looked at and gone, nope, false. That's crazy to me. Yeah, go ahead and Snopes it right now. Well, I was going to, uh, out of curiosity, uh, a Rational Wiki is a place I tend to turn to. Oh, that's a good idea. Rational Wiki is very interesting. Uh, they, they're a very good resource for a lot of these sort of things. Shockingly, there's almost nothing here. Um, they have There's nothing a single to debunk. Stub. There's nothing to debunk because everybody knows. Ah, I take it back. I found more. Uh, there is indeed a uh, an article on uh, on them. Um, yeah, as well as a particular section about their comparisons to Scientology, the sorority scandal, and the uh, general claims of the organization. Unfortunately, not nothing nearly as in depth as what you just provided to me. <clears throat> there was, however, an article from two thousand ten entitled how to lose a hundred million dollars and the 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 name is intriguing enough 
and I think I'll have to go back and look at some of these references attached to the article. Um, these classes are expensive. I believe these, it. These are things that they um, advertise for like professional organizations, like they said, CEOs. Businesses will have their people take the classes. Yeah. Um, there are other groups like this, too, that do the same kind of thing. There's another one I want to look into or have you look into for me mm-hmm. at some point. But this is crazy. Keith Rainier looks like a pretty normal dude. That's the weirdest thing. He's yeah. got John Lennon glasses. Yep. And a very approachable sort of smile. Yep, that's where they get you. Um, he looks... <laughs> he looks like, um... What's his name? Ferris Bueller. <laughs> What's his, uh, you know I'm talking the the act um, Matthew Matthew Broderick because mm-hmm. a lot in a lot of these pictures where he's he's got a shaved face he just looks like Matthew Broderick. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. Very like, weird. Like today's Matthew Broderick. Yeah, Matthew Broderick today. Very yeah. weird. And we'll say he looks better with the beard. What's that shirtless one about? <laughs> this there's a picture of him just. Oh, the fuzziest chest ever. Looks like he just dropped his new EP. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's so crazy. We make light. Yeah. We make fun of this guy. He's a real piece we of laugh, shit. We laugh, but he's a piece of shit. He's a cult leader. This yeah. is dangerous. To quote my favorite murder, if you're involved in Nexium, you're in a cult, call your dad. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. Uh, there are people you can reach out to for help. You can call, I'm sure, or reach out to any of those cult experts that I mentioned. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that these people do. <sighs> is help people get out of these organizations. A lot of these cult experts were in yeah. a cult. Yeah. Um, What's shocking to me is to think about how many of these there may be that exist that we know nothing about at all. That's the scariest part. Yeah, that's the scariest considering part. that these guys went under my radar, and they sound yeah. pretty serious. Yeah, yeah, and they've been doing this for years. Yeah, and like I said, there's another. I really want you to look into this other group for me, because uh, they do a, a very similar thing, and I've heard some creepy stuff about them too. Yeah, um, but I don't know much about them, so that'll be another episode. Maybe not the next episode, because again, we need a breather. Take a little break from cults. For yeah. a hot second. Oh, I'm fascinated. I'm disturbed. Yeah. I'm upset. I'm yeah. just angry in general. My goodness. If you ever know anyone in your life who ever mentions the word Nexium or anything <laughs> remotely close to it. Get them out. Please shake them very hard. <laughs> very violently. <laughs> looking them in the eyes and saying, no. Grab them by the shoulders and shake them and just scream, no, until they stop. Now, that, that's not the best way <laughs> to get people not to join a cult. <laughs> Don't um, do that. But, but try to... Keep them from going further with Nexium because this shit is scary. Ruinous. Direct them to this episode. Direct them to any of the articles that I mentioned. Yeah. Um, just Google Keith Ranieri. Yeah. Google Nexium. I'm telling you, so many articles. Friends, don't let friends get KR tattooed on their butt with a brand. Friends, don't let friends join an organization that needs to spell out its name in Roman fucking numerals. <laughs> yeah. Use vowels. Come on, man. I mean, there's technically there's two of them in there. No. Well, there's, there's the one. Not yeah. the right amount of vowels. 
There's so <clears throat> many reasons to be pissed off about that. That should not be the biggest no, one. <laughs> but, but for some reason, it's a pet peeve. It is. It is. Because it's self-important. Yeah, it is. It's self-important like so much of this is. It's, it's all about Keith Raniere. It's all about sounding important. Yeah. Groups named, like, they're subgroups named Rainbow Cultural Garden. Janus, a group for women. Janus. <laughs> it just sounds like penis. Janus. <laughs> Y'all seen my Janus? Like, like my vaginus? Vaginus. I don't know what it's supposed to mean, but it's weird. <laughs> and the knife of Aristotle. Yeah. Well, that sounds to me like it was plucked from an Ayn Rand novel. It sounds so goddamn pretentious. All of this is pretentious because this is all Keith Raniere. Yeah. This is Keith Raniere. Yeah. Um, Mega brain, no morals, having smooth talking piece of shit. He spent his life being told he was a genius. Yeah. He spent his life believing that he was, and then he deserved something because of that. Mm-hmm. Then he spent parts of his life learning how to do the hard sell. Yeah. Learning how to do this MLM type thing. Getting good at being a salesperson. Convincing how people, people how to give them money. Give mm-hmm. him their money. Yeah. Manipulating Con- people. Convincing people how to give them money. <laughs> how could I get these people to take my money? <laughs> I found that just holding out stacks of money works pretty well. <laughs> um, anyway. Ugh. What a horrible ride that has been. Thank yeah. you for the in-depth research. I now know a whole new thing that is my new pet hate. Yeah. That's what we all wanted, right? Yeah, that's why right. we're here. That's why we're here. <laughs> uh, so thank you for listening to this episode of Goose Chase. Uh, I know I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be back in another week with another goose to chase. Preferably something more lighthearted. I yeah. think we'll go with something a little less culty. Can, can we just talk about aliums again? <laughs> this is what talk we about should aliums. look up some amiums. Let's we'll, talk we'll, about some we'll aliums. Some amiums. <laughs> Amoebas. Amoebiums. Some amoebiums. <laughs> something. I don't know. Something that doesn't involve getting branded on the butt, probably. Well, it wasn't on her butt. It wasn't on the butt? No, it was on her front hip. Oh, in my mind, they were all getting branded on the butt, I guess. <laughs> I'll have to show you the picture of it. <laughs> okay. There's a picture of the brand. That's oh, why I geez. believe this is true. This is a real person who has a fucking brand. Yeah, it was like they literally branded my my hip. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> as rattling as that is, we will be back in another week with another episode of Goose Chase. Thank Goose you. Chase. As always, for listening. We will see you next week. Love you, babies. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at GooseChasePod, and our website is www.GooseChasePodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at GooseChasePodcast at gmail.com. Want to go on a goose chase? Yes. Yeah.